following program is intended for mature audiences only. If you are under 21 or easily offended, get the fuck out of here. Over 120,000 downloads. Jesus Christ! Listeners from around the world. And now if it was like 15 inches, we'd be like, bring it on. (laughs) Captivating interviews. All around badass goddess, Miss Ginger Lynn Allen. Best introduction I've ever had. <laughs> and explicit content. Oh, that's in the. This is Midwest Menage Trois. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, whatever the hell time you're listening to us. Welcome to Midwest Menage Trois. I am JD and I am here with my canine loving wife. <laughs> I probably shouldn't say that on a show about sex. That's gross. Ew. No. I only say that because we're puppy sitting at the moment. Hi, Hi. honey. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you doing? Good, welcome back. We are back. We did take a week off, so sorry, but not sorry. Yeah, we're a day late. (laughs) And a day and an extra day, yes. Well, we I don't know, we got a puppy in the house and it's it's a lot. (laughs) It is. (laughs) So we had to kind of call it last night. We just didn't have time to, to knock a show out, so figured we'd do it tonight. Yeah. He could be up there destroying our house. <laughs> he probably is. Hey, Who knows? Whatever he destroys, that's good. That means we never have to puppy sit again. <laughs> He's fine. He's being good. Guys, uh, I guess let's catch you up on what we've been up to. Obviously, you know we were on a big uh, Alaskan expedition, and now we are back. From our first vanilla vacation in four years, five years. Yeah, longer than that. <laughs> longer than that, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. It was interesting. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, let's talk about it, I guess, because uh it wasn't actually it was a it was a decent trip and it we was. got to see some really cool shit. So uh, we started off in Seattle. We went out two days early. We, neither one of us have been to Seattle before. We want to go check it out. I threw a hot date out there on SLS thinking, eh, what the hell? We'll see if there's any lifestyle folks in the area. Crickets. It's okay. Didn't hear anything out there. And maybe, you know, those the websites are very regional. I don't know if there's a lot of Seattleans in SLS or on SLS. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, we didn't get anything on that, so... And that's completely fine. I, I actually told you I was kind of glad it was non-lifestyle. Until we got on the ship, but we'll get into that later. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, I mean, it's always so lifestyle, 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 you know, that sometimes it's nice to take that break. Right. Where you just aren't so overstimulated and over... I don't even know. I know. I, and I agree with you. I would just say that because of our experiences, uh, we were wildly understimulated. Very time. much so. We'll okay. get into that later. Because Seattle was actually a lot of fun. We had a good time in Seattle, except for trying to find a damn place to eat. Oh, my gosh. We, we could have starved, guys. So for those of you not on the West Coast, Seattle is still very COVID-minded. Um, masks are pretty much optional almost everywhere. We had to wear them a couple of places. When we went underground. Yeah, but they're still limited hours on a lot of restaurants and businesses. 
there's some that have not reopened since COVID and uh-huh. lost it. So it, it's it's a little different out there than it is around here for for what we've seen anyway. Yeah, we would be, oh, yeah, let's go to this restaurant. And we would either walk the five miles to it uphill we both ways. We walked a lot in Seattle. Yes, we did. And <laughs> oh it was all gosh. uphill. Right. So we would walk and walk and walk and go to the restaurant. And Google says, oh, yeah, they're open. Get there. They're freaking closed. Right. What the hell? Took an Uber one night. You wanted tacos. Yeah, I was jonesing for some tacos, man. And there was a taco place that was only like two blocks from our hotel. Well, we were downtown at that point. So we're like, all right, well, let's jump in an Uber. We'll go to the taco place and then we can walk back to the hotel from there. So we drive the, I don't know, mile or so up to the taco place get out of the Uber. The Uber takes off. We go to the door and it's locked. They closed a half hour before we got there. <laughs> and we got there at 430. Right. We were eating super early, but apparently they don't open for dinner. Right. Well, <laughs> 430 there was 630 for us by time, you know. Right. So, yeah, we felt like old people, but I'm like, I'm really so hungry right hungry. now. I'm really hungry. Um, then we went to go to a sushi place and that... It was pretty much empty, but they're like, oh, it's going to be an hour wait. And we had theater tickets, so we couldn't couldn't do that. So, <laughs> And this is, and I don't know if you want to talk about Friday at all, but this is Saturday. I'm sorry, my days are screwed up. This is Sunday because we got out there on Saturday. Right. Um, and we had tickets to go to a show. So we're all dressed to the nines. Um, you know, Carmen's got a fancy dress on and, and slut hooker heels. And I've got the... Uh, the linen shirt with the dress pants and dress shoes and we go to the sushi place and they're not going to see us so we're like all right well we got to find some place to eat before the show because we're starving we walk down maybe a half a block because carmen can't walk far in those heels and there is this dive bar irish pub <laughs> <laughs> i mean like the dude outside's got the big gauges in his ear and uh-huh. wearing dirty clothes <laughs> All the seats were ripped in the place. We're like, we're eating here. We're eating here. And thankfully, oh my gosh, I'm so glad we ate before I went to the bathroom. (laughs) I went to the bathroom, guys, and there was a cockroach crawling (laughs) on the wall. And I'm like, okay, yep. So I kind of pulled the bartender aside and I whispered in his ear and I'm like, so there's just a cockroach on the wall. (laughs) And he's like, yeah, that's not ideal, is it? <laughs> no. I mean, the staff was phenomenal. Oh, they were we we fun. had a great time with them and talking to them and everything. We were just wildly out of place in our clothes. and Yeah. <laughs> but the food was good. Yeah, the food was good. Cockroach or not. It, it added extra flavor. <laughs> All right. Well, before we get to Sunday night, let's talk a little bit about Friday. We did go out and do the touristy thing on Friday. Saturday. Saturday. I it's it's messing me up that we showed up on Saturday. So yes, we did the touristy thing. We went down to the fish market and saw all that stuff. We saw the gum wall in Seattle. You about puked. Oh, that's disgusting. It's this entire alleyway that's covered in people's used gum. Like, and it like ew. people like drag it down so it looks like is it stalactites that go down? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> stalactites and yeah. It was gross. But it's a thing. It, you got to see it. So we did that. And um, that was kind of all we did on Saturday because we got there. Uh, well, it was late. Well, it was early for Seattle time, late for us. <laughs> we got well, there about noon Seattle time, but it was already two o'clock our time. Yeah. But by time we 
we had been traveling all day uh, with the time difference and everything. Mm-hmm. So by the time we got there, we needed to go find food. And, well, we had to get checked into our hotel. <laughs> we had to get checked into our hotel, <laughs> go get food, and then figure out like where shit is. So we just kind of yeah. took off. Um, yeah, we did. And it was cool. I mean, we got to see the the market, which is really neat and crowded as hell. Oh, my God, the people oh, yeah. down there. Of course, it, again, it's Saturday, so I, I expect it to be super crowded. Of but, course. Um, and then we really didn't do anything that night, did we? I think that was we just came back to the hotel. Yeah, we actually ordered um, Mod Pizza. <laughs> And well, ate it in our hotel room. We were going to go down to Pioneer Square uh-huh. and do the underground tour. Remember, we got down there and they didn't have any left for that night. So we actually scheduled it for the next day while we were there. Right. So we ended up hiking back up to our hotel. Yep. And yeah, we ordered mod pizza from Grubhub <laughs> and sat in the hotel room and ate. <laughs> we did. We're like, we are just done. It was like 7 o'clock. Yeah. But we had been traveling since 4 a.m. So on, yeah, then we just kind of crashed out. We didn't really do much that no. night. So Sunday we got up. We had a full day on Sunday. Um, we went back down to Pioneer Square. We did the Underground City Tour. This was cool as hell, man. If you're not familiar with Seattle, it burned to the ground back in the late 1800s when it was still a fairly uh, smallish city at that point. Um they decided to rebuild on its location, but they had a horrible problem with flooding at, at, at its current location because they built basically on a floodplain. Didn't they, realize it. They didn't realize <laughs> that the tide comes up twice a day. Oh, by the way, the Seattle was founded by a dude from Illinois. Yeah. I, I did not know that. I didn't either. <laughs> we learned that. So, yeah. so a guy from Illinois who's never seen an ocean in his life decides, hey, this looks like a cool place to build. <laughs> Builds the to- town right where the tide comes in. So twice a day, the streets would flood. <laughs> so after it burned to the ground, they decided they're going to raise the city up. They're going to bring in all this fill dirt and build it up. And they're going to make it so it doesn't flood anymore. Great idea. However, the business owners that were down there said, well, how long is this going to take? I got to get my business open. I got to make some money to live. And the city said, oh, only 10 years. <laughs> only. So they came up with this genius plan. They built retaining walls around all of the businesses where they were rebuilding the businesses. And then they filled in inside the retaining walls where the streets were going to go up 10 feet, 12 feet. Some places are 30, 30 feet. And so the sidewalks, they just covered them over with archways, brick archways, and then built on top of that. So there's this entire underground city in Seattle that existed due to this whole process, and we got to go down and see it. Yeah, parts of it um, are still open. You can go down and, and see. You can't go, like, under the streets, city to city, you know, building to building anymore. They've they've really cut them off yeah. and sealed up a lot of it, a lot of the tunnels, because of, you know, homeless and vagrants would be down there. And really, there wasn't a way to close off businesses Right. Per se. Um, so, yeah, it was really cool. Yeah. And, and I think they even put some provisions in there, too. If the business wanted to use those areas um, for their business of, of any kind, they had to go in and reinforce them. Because, you know, this is 200, well, 150-year-old brick that's holding this stuff up. Right. So they had to go in and do a lot of reinforcement and stuff to be able to 
to actually use those spaces um, for a public setting. So a lot of closed places just closed them off and said, to hell with that. <laughs> We're not spending that money. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, yeah. So that was in the morning. And then. What do we, do? we bummed around Pioneer Square for quite a bit after that because we went to that one bar where uh, Nirvana and Soundgarden oh, and Pearl yeah. Jam, they all kind of got their start at this one bar in downtown. This is the old downtown. It's the original part of Seattle, and it's also the Skid home Row. of Skid Row. So it's kind of sketchy at times. <laughs> there was yeah. a matter of fact, when we were doing the, the underground tour, part of it's above ground, of course. You got to walk above ground to get to underground. And there was a guy following our group who was not in his right state of mind. And so I'm, I'm walking along and he's, he's tweaking, hardcore tweaking. And I keep walking in front of you. <laughs> and you're <laughs> what like, the hell are you doing? You're like, trying to trip me? He's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, there's, there's a tweaker behind <laughs> us. And he's like wigging me out. Like, it's making me really uncomfortable. And he's like, so put me in there. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> thanks. I'll be your human shield. <laughs> so uh, finally, the tour guide did stop and say, hey, can you can you Sir, stop? can you stop following us? And he had to repeat himself multiple like times, times. And the guy's like mouthing in yeah. the back. And I'm like, great. Let's piss off the tweaker. <laughs> <laughs> it is uh, interesting in Seattle. That's one thing I noticed about Seattle. There are a lot of homeless. Um, sure. And, you know, we're, we're next door to Chicago, so we've obviously seen it a lot. But I would say Seattle, there's a lot more, it seems like. And, and I don't know if they're just because they're so concentrated down in that one area or, or whatnot. But there is a, there's a, a big issue with that in the in the city of seattle yeah, you have tent cities just on the sidewalks yeah people um, throw tents on the sidewalks and on the even I, we heard stories of people putting tents in other people's yards they would just camp out in your front yard yeah <laughs> and you really don't have much recourse on getting rid of them yeah and just trash yeah a lot of a lot of litter that surprised me it, being as green as they are so on Saturday or Sunday again, we just kind of hung out down there, uh, grabbed Went some to lunch. the oldest bar in Seattle. We did. We got a, a chance to drink at the oldest bar in Seattle. It was originally back there. It was a pre-fire bar, so it was 18-something when it started, and it's still there. Um, gorgeous bar. Oh, it was cool. It's old. It's run down, but it's gorgeous. <laughs> uh, you posted a picture of... Oh, yeah. So we got to go in the basement of this bar. And it's in one of the tunnels. It is. So part of the basement is one of the original tunnels of the underground. And they had some metal gates up between what would have been the sidewalk and the business. And I don't know if those were original or if the bar put them up later to add ambiance or whatever. They were cool. But Carmen, so Carmen's posing on this brick archway with metal gates. And she's got her little short shorts on and a tank top and... We got some great pictures because <laughs> we were the only ones down there. Yeah. We were the only ones in this basement and uh, it's supposedly haunted. I didn't see anything, but um, so we took our drinks down there. We just wanted to check it out. Yeah. We got some pretty sexy ass pictures on that place. We did. <laughs> um, so yeah, we hung out there and then I think after that, we just walked back up to the hotel to get ready, didn't we? I believe so. No, no, no. We took a boat tour. Oh, was that on? Yeah, that was on Sunday, too. Jeez, we did a lot. We did. So we were walking down by the harbor area, um, and there's all kinds of tours and you know a lot of touristy stuff down there. 
But one of them was uh, you could jump on a harbor tour of, uh, I don't know, what, 200, 300-person boat. It wasn't yeah. huge, not a huge ship, but a, a sizable boat. And they had a full bar on there. So I'm like, all right, let's go. So we jumped on the boat and took a little harbor tour and had some cocktails. Yeah, it was cool. It was. It was neat to see Seattle from that perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then I think we came back to the hotel. <laughs> then we went back to the hotel. <laughs> to get ready to go out. Yeah. <laughs> so that brings us up to the story we told you earlier about the sushi restaurant and the dive bar with the Irish guy. But then before that, that morning, I had gone down to the front desk and he said, hey, uh, how about how long does it take to eat at the restaurant here? Because oh, it's yeah, a yeah. pretty fancy restaurant. In our hotel. Yeah, In our had hotel. A nice Italian place. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, how many courses, how long does it take to eat so I can plan accordingly? We have tickets for tonight for a show. We got to be at the theater by like, I don't remember what it was, 6.15 or 6.30 yeah, or something. Yeah, and she's like, it'll take about an hour. And I'm like, okie dokie. They open at 5. Great. Go down. Closed on freaking Mondays. Or Sun- on Sundays. Sunday. Yeah, closed, closed on, on Sunday. Sundays. But what what fine dining establishment is not open for dinner on Sunday? <laughs> Apparently Seattle. Right. Okay. So again, another meal we couldn't have. <laughs> we made up for it on the ship. <laughs> um, and we didn't talk about when we went to that little Irish dive bar too. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Oh, you wanted the bartender. Oh my God, this bartender they had. She was something else. <laughs> she was she was good looking. Oh my god! Struck up a little conversation with her, but yeah, didn't go anywhere because we had to go to the theater. <laughs> we did. We had to take us to the theater. And what uh, theater production did we go see, my love? We went to a burlesque show. A true nineteen twenties vaudeville comedy dance singing burlesque. Oh. It was so much fun. <laughs> Yes. So if you guys ever go, this is my shout out. If you guys ever go to Seattle, go to the Can Can Club. Check out the Can Can. It's right down by the fish market. We actually uh, have pictures of us standing, standing in front of the public market sign, which is right outside the the Can Can Club. Yeah. It is such a cool place. And you walk in and it looks like you expect it to look. It looks like it's right out of the mur- movie Burlesque or out of Moulin Rouge. You know, everything's red velvet with gold trim and tassels, tassels and... everywhere. It was just freaking cool. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Pictures of the famous burlesque dancers all on the walls and stuff. Yes, we laughed. We had so much fun. I highly recommend. My, I only have one critique. It was hot. Oh, well, yeah, it was hot. Seattle, for some reason, doesn't believe in air conditioning. Not very much. And we were there during a heat wave. (laughs) So it was hot pretty much everywhere we went. Uh, No, my only critique of the show was the show was called Lola. It was about a showgirl, you know, of course, from the Copacabana. That's the the famous Lola. Mm -hmm. But they went through that entire show and never played the song Lola by the Kinks, which is ironic because Lola in the show was played by a man. Yeah. So it would have fit perfectly. <laughs> and and the Ricardo was played by a woman. Yeah, one of the the main men in the the production was played by a woman, a hot fucking woman. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, so fun. Yes, it was. It was the perfect amount of comedy, music, singing, dancing and sexiness. 
It was exactly what I've been looking for <laughs> for years. So in the final number, uh, they do this big production number, and <laughs> it's all based around a pineapple. <laughs> There's a giant metal pineapple that comes out on screen. The girls are all wearing pineapple bikinis and yellow headdresses, and they're all dressed as pineapples. And the pineapple thing on stage spins sideways, so now it's a pineapple bed. <laughs> <laughs> we were dying laughing. <laughs> oh my gosh, we got a picture of it. I had a, a great picture of Carmen with one of the showgirls dressed in her full pineapple garb. And um, you had said to her before the picture, you said something to the effect of, well, pineapples have a special place in our heart or something like that. Yeah. And so we take the picture and she kind of goes, so you want to tell me why pineapples mean something to you guys? I said, do I really have to explain it? She goes, no, we know. We all We all know. <laughs> <laughs> so that was just about perfect. It was a great show, a great night. Loved it. Great, just a great group, man. They they really go all out and produce that thing. It's it's something else. And there were what, maybe seven of them total? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. it wasn't a huge theater troupe by any means. But, no. Um, just did a great job. It was fun. You got to see your real burlesque show. I did. <laughs> Loved it. <laughs> Loved it. So that was our Sunday night. Monday, we kind of got up. We ate at Amazon. <laughs> we, did. we hiked some more. Again, looking, for, looking for a fucking restaurant that wasn't there. <laughs> we burned off everything that we consumed because we were looking for restaurants. And finally, we're walking by this office building. We'd walked by it earlier, and it's got a big Amazon sign on it, but it's Amazon Marketplace Go. or something Amazon like that. Amazon Go? Yeah, something like that. Something like that. But it's a a self-serve restaurant. I'm like, well, hell, we buy everything else at Amazon. We might as well eat there. <laughs> we did. We had no idea how to use it because there's nobody checking you out. Yeah, literally, you put your credit card in, you walk into the store, and it tracks what you pick up and leave the store with. I don't know how, but it does. Did you have a cart charge on your card? <laughs> yeah, I did. Okay. <laughs> so somehow, computerized robots and shit are tracking you. Your purchases. It's really kind of a neat concept. I could see where it could go wildly wrong, but I don't know. That was our breakfast. Right. Because <laughs> that's the only place we could find that was open. <laughs> and then did we do anything else on Monday before? No, because we had to go board the ship, basically, right? We walked more. Um, <laughs> we walked a lot. We did. But we walked after breakfast. We walked down to Skid Row again because there was another area it was um, the waterfall garden. Oh yeah, you wanted, we wanted to see the waterfall. I wanted garden. to go see the waterfall garden, and so the waterfall waterfall garden is the original location of UPS. UPS was founded in Seattle on that very plot of land, and I don't remember the guy's name that built the garden, but it was kind of it's it's dedicated to the employees of UPS, and it's beautiful. It's all a man made waterfall, but it's got to be three stories tall. Yeah. Uh, just a gorgeous garden. It was and it's really open cool. to the public. Yeah, you can just kind of walk through there. Yeah. So we we hiked around a little bit more down in on Skid Row and <laughs> said, now it's time to get the hell out of here. Yeah. <laughs> there were times that we Google Maps would say, turn here, and I'd turn and I'm like, Where the fuck did you just take me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We kind of turned around. <laughs> it's a little sketchy. Yeah. So So then yeah, on Monday we boarded the ship. To Alaska. Yep, we boarded at noon. This um, boarding was a little bit slower. 
than well, Miami. A lot of it. I yeah, guess. but you have to remember too, it is more than twice the people. The ship was that much bigger. Right, but I think just how it flowed. Yeah, the, and obviously the, the port of Miami versus the port of Seattle. Very different. Two entirely different entities. You know, Miami, I'm sure, has cruise ships coming in by the hundreds daily, whereas Seattle, their only cruise basically is to Alaska. Right. You can leave Seattle and go to Alaska. That's pretty much it. And it's only for six months out of the year. They don't operate year-round because right. of ice and we know ice and ships, not a good combination. Um, yeah, so they're not nearly as efficient as they are down in Miami. Absolutely, yeah. So we get on sh- on board, um, and they say, oh, your room is going to be ready at 1 o'clock. Okay. So you're We're going- used to that. I'm yeah. getting more whiskey. Uh, and <laughs> 1 o'clock, fine. It's like, or no, it was going to be ready at one thirty. And it was like quarter after one. Yeah. So by time we kind of got the lay of the land a little bit and then headed up to our room. So the first night, I don't know how much, how in depth you want to get into all this. I don't want to bore people too much with the ship because it's a lot of the same stuff we experienced on the Bliss Cruise, just no naked people. <laughs> eh. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> the first night we went to, because we had this figured out, all right, because all Royal Caribbean ships are pretty much the same. They've all got the same bars on them. Yep. And on the Bliss Cruise, we we hung out a lot at Schooner Bar. We did not this time. So we first night, we're like, let's go to Schooner Bar. We went down there, and actually we had a pretty good night. It made me hopeful. <laughs> Well, first, before we went to Schooner, we went to dinner. Yeah. We went for sushi. Oh, that's right. We did do sushi. We did our sushi that night because we loved it on the first trip. Mm -hmm. So then after sushi, then we went to Schooner Bar. Place is kind of full. Yeah. Um, Carmen wanted to sit in the... They've got the big comfortable lounge chairs, so... I I don't know if you asked somebody or or waiter. We were just looking for a seat. Yeah. He said... um, He said, here, sit here. This is a single. Yeah. And... We sit down, and there is this super cute, wildly attractive female sitting with us. To give you a perspective, I looked at her at first glance and thought, holy shit, what's Sandra Bullock doing on this ship? <laughs> she looked like Sandra Bullock. Only a little shorter. <laughs> yeah. So we struck up a conversation with her as the, I think the piano guy was playing that night. Oh, it was that Elton John guy. Yeah. So, yeah, piano guy's playing. We struck up a conversation. I think she said she was, what, 32 years old or something? Traveling by herself, a single mom, left the kids at home. She wanted a vacation for herself. I'm going, fuck, this is going to be an all right cruise. (laughs) We never saw her again. We never saw her again the entire week. That's the issue with these cruise ships. Yeah. You can literally meet somebody and never see them again. They are so immense and huge. And this one, like I said, twice the size of the Bliss Cruise one. Yeah. Couldn't believe it. 4,700 people? Couldn't believe it. I, and I Trust me, guys. I was looking. <laughs> I'm like, is that? No, that's not. No. Is that? No. That's no. Not that. Damn it. So, yeah, we uh, basically our days were kind of the same. Get up, go get coffee, go for a walk. We went to the gym one day. <laughs> One day. We keep our one day gym live. Well, one day because 4,700 people in one gym 
it was so packed you could not find a machine. It was tough. And so we we got frustrated and ended up calling our workout very short and went for a walk on the running track, which turned into be a big mistake because it was about 70 mile an hour winds when you came up around the bow of the ship. And very cold. Yeah. It's like, um, we're going inside now. Yeah. <laughs> Before so, we get blown over the side rail. <laughs> we actually would every day do our walk inside. So this trip was very different for us because we're so used to tropical yeah. and being warm. And it was cold. It was cold. All of my summer clothes, I basically... I wore a couple outfits in Seattle, and then on the ship, I actually wore one outfit, and that was when we went to Canada. Yeah. It, it was that cold. It really was. It was chilly. and Like 50s. So do you want to talk first about our experience in Alaska, or do you want to talk about our experience on the ship? Two different things. Let's... I don't care. Okay. Either one. Well, let's talk about Alaska first. Okay. Because that was actually the really cool part. I mean, we got to see Alaska, folks. It was it was really neat. I wish we would not have been on a cruise ship because when a cruise ship comes into a port, that port is ready for them, and that's what you see. That's it. You see and they the, were very the shops sh- that are catering to the tourists and... Jewelry shop after jewelry shop after jewelry shop. There were just hundreds of them. <laughs> and it, our port times were very short. Yes, they were. We weren't there very long. Like, some of them, we were there for four hours. Well, the goofiest one was we ported at like 4.30, and we had to be back on the ship at 9 p.m. So 4.30 after, in the afternoon until 9 p.m. All the shops were closed. Yeah, it was it was late in the day. It was getting dark out. We went. We ran into town. We grabbed dinner down at Fisherman's Wharf, and that was about it. We turned around, came back on the ship. That was in. Uh, uh oh, that was um, our last day in Canada. In Canada. Yep. So the first stop we had was in Icy Point Strait. Now Icy Point Strait is it's not a town. It is literally a cruise ship port. Um, from what I found out later. The indigenous people that were in Alaska before uh, the government showed up and, you know, kicked them out like we did all across this great nation. (laughs) They they were given allotted amounts of land. However, the way it was structured was you can have this land back. However, you have to turn a profit on it. Now, that was kind of a, a, a. double-handed thing by the government because they realized they figured well these people are never going to turn a profit we're just gonna you know let them go a couple years and we'll take the land back um this particular plot of land has remained in the indigenous peoples and and i i'm sorry i don't remember the actual name of the tribe inuit could be Anyway, but it's remained in their custody all this time. And just recently, they they figured out the, the next way they're going to turn a profit is they turned it into a cruise ship port. So that's literally all it is, is a port with all kinds of shops and restaurants and a zip line and a tram up the mountain. <laughs> but there was really not all that many shops. There. It wasn't. It was really small. It was very small. And I have to say that was probably my favorite port. Yeah, because we actually got off the beaten path a little bit. You got to go down to the ocean and and hang out on an Alaskan beach, if you could call it that. Which is very different. It's all rock. (laughs) Little tiny rock. Little tiny uh, granite pebbles. Yep. 
and we skipped some stones for a while and, and got to see, we, we hung out at the crab restaurant for a little bit because supposedly it was fantastic, but all you had was a Bloody Mary, so. Yeah. I had a beer. I don't drink Bloody Mary, so. But, yeah, we did get to see a little bit of Alaska that way. I liked it. I know. So that was kind of really the extent of Icy Point Strait. Yeah, it didn't feel like a super crowded touristy place. We were hanging out with um, actually a co-worker of mine and a couple of his customers, his wife and, and a couple of his customers. And they were cool. We, we enjoyed spending some time. We actually spent quite a bit of time with them on the cruise. Right. Um, very vanilla. Very. <laughs> very. <laughs> but, you know, again, co-worker, got a respect that and it was just kind of what it was and we had fun with them so right um so our next port we went to skagway and this was must okay so it's really a toss-up like nature wise icy point straight was my favorite see i like skagway better (laughs) fun and and history and and coolness skagway so if you're gonna do the cruise ship thing and i know i'm gonna I'm not going to have a popular opinion on this, but I'm going to say it anyway. I am not a cruise ship kind of guy. I'm not either. I don't like Girl. them. I, I Will we go on another lifestyle cruise? Yeah, probably. But to do another cruise vacation, if you and I were planning a vacation somewhere, would, would we a choose cruise. a cruise? No, we would not. And we would only go on a lifestyle one just because we have friends. Because that- of the friends, yeah. That we want to see again, it wouldn't be because we enjoy cruises. And this this trip actually solidified the fact that I've stated before, the only thing that makes a lifestyle cruise so great is the people. Mm-hmm. Because we were on the cruise without the people. And it sucked. Yeah. <laughs> we were bored. We, <laughs> we really, really were. were. So, but the cruise ship life, if you get off a cruise ship in a port, the only way to get out and see anything is if you book an excursion. Mm-hmm. which, of course, the cruise company is more than happy to help you with. Um, and, and that's where we had the the issues, because we didn't want to do the touristy crap. We didn't want to do the, the excursions, because those are more touristy things. They're geared toward tourists. I don't want to see that part of I want to see the part of Alaska where I'm fighting a grizzly bear in the woods. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so Here, we take actually, my wife. She's we, a nugget. <laughs> We actually did book an excursion for Skagway, but we found one that we thought suited us. <laughs> it did. It was called the Good Time Girls. Good Time Girls and Ghosts of Skagway tour. Mm-hmm. We were led around town and Skagway goes Skagway is the the gateway for the gold rush back in the 1800s. Um, all the, the miners and everybody that had dreams of making it big with the gold rust, they all landed in Skagway because it was one of the only ports in Alaska at that time you could dock at. So they all landed there, and then they had to trek basically on foot or if they were lucky enough to get some pack mules or something, they could do it that way. But they had to start in Skagway. So it's got a great history behind it. And we were led around town by a madam <laughs> of a whorehouse. <laughs> And she was fantastic. <laughs> she was so fun. Uh, so she led us around town and she was, you know, talking about the history of the buildings and and what they were used for back in the day. And it was a really, it was kind, for me, it was kind of powerful. Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Because what a lot of people don't realize is back then, 
in Skagway, there were 15,000 men. Yeah, all these guys thinking they were going to make it rich in the gold rush. They were coming up to, to find their ore. And 300 women. And those women were busy. <laughs> yes. And it was, it was sad to, you know, think about what they had to go through. Well, and, and the other sad part is, is, you know, back then, they didn't have many options. They, the cost of living at that point in Skagway, I believe, was $6 a day. Right. And so you could go to be a seamstress or a secretary, and you would earn approximately $3 a day. Mm-hmm. Or you could go and be a lady of the night and earn how much? $5 for 15 minutes. Yeah. But $5 is how much it costs for 15 15- minutes. Oh, that's true. But they only got a dollar twenty-five of that. Yes. Some went to the madam and some went to the house and then to, the girl got the rest. Right. Madam and then the bouncer. But they were, for lack of a better term, on their back all day long. So 15 minutes, boom, 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 knock them out. They actually made a decent living in Skagway. Now, was it uh, a decent living wage-wise, I should say? Right. Was it great work? Hell no. Was it great conditions? Fuck no. <laughs> well, and some of the women, um, what we learned was they were your school teachers. They were the secretaries, the seamstresses, but they didn't make enough during the day. So they had yeah. to do this they at night. Supplemental income. And there were three levels of, uh, I'm just going to call them, well, I guess. Horse. Horse, yeah. You had your street walkers. Which, basically, they were out on the street. They had no place to take you back to. They would take you behind a bush. If you were lucky. If you were lucky, you had a bush. Um, Then there were the, what did they call them? The shack or hut girls or something like that. Something like that. So they had these little huts all over the place that were basically the size of a garden shed. But there would be like five five or six beds in there with a, a sheet hanging in between them. Yep. So if you were the next step up, you were a hut girl or a, a shed girl and... You got your little garden shed. And then the the top of the line were the ones that worked at the brothels. Mm-hmm. And apparently there were brothels all over town. We got to see one. This one was still original. The bar was original. It was amazing. Um, when we went up into where the ladies would have been, there was still the original silk wallpaper. Yeah. On the walls. Apparently, the ladies got to choose their own wallpaper. They got to decorate their room any way they wanted to. So you got to see kind of a little bit of their personality still there. Yeah, because they had found underneath like layers and layers of it. In the main room that we were in, it was still hanging on the wall. Yeah. On In the other rooms where they would have been turning their tricks, they were no longer there. The walls... The walls were no longer there, and the wallpaper wasn't. But when they took it down, they found layers and layers and layers of this stuff. Yeah. And so they saved pieces of it, and it was in... They had it framed. Glass cases kind of... Yeah. Yeah. Behind glass. It was really cool. It was was interesting. And the size of the bed. Oh, my God. It was so small. Oh, my gosh. So take a twin bed, and maybe take, I don't know, a foot off the width if i had to guess i would say it was about 30 inches about the width of a doorway Mm -hmm. 
and maybe five feet long. If that. <laughs> it was tiny. Teeny tiny. Yeah. And to see the conditions, it was. But And then you, we turned a corner and you go into the madam's room, the, the lady that runs the whorehouse. And it's just decked out to all hell. She's got a giant ass bed and right. beautiful furnishing. I'm like, man. <laughs> Bitch. Uh, (laughs) exactly (laughs) yeah so that was our lovely tour of skagway we ended up going to a couple breweries uh we went to one brewery sat out on their back deck they they didn't serve food so uh we just a beer on the back yeah um you had an interesting beer that they don't sell oh yeah the bourbon cast but it was a pale it was a, yeah, it was a it was an uh, an ale which usually bourbon barrels are stouts. Yeah. You get a bourbon barrel aged stout. You hardly ever see a lighter beer that was bourbon barrel aged and it was so good. It was delicious. Yeah. So we had a flight there we shared um and then we wandered over to another the Skagway Brewing Company. Yeah. And we had lunch there and a couple beers. <laughs> what I have for lunch, honey? <laughs> you you're so not getting it for Christmas. <laughs> Santa is skipping our house, guys. So we're we're damn near close to the North Pole. I had to order a reindeer chili dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what the waiter say? A little bit of blitzing in every bite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It was actually pretty good. <laughs> so um, then it was time to go back to the ship. Mm-hmm. Um, our next stop. We stopped next in Juneau, Alaska, the capital of the state. And again, saw nothing but a port. <laughs> but we jewelry did. shop, jewelry oh shop, jewelry shop. We did stop into a bar, and there was like two people in there. Oh, so we're we're walking down the street, and every place there's there's a bar. Oh, look, there's a bar. We can go get some food. It's you know it's got food signs and everything. There's a line around the corner. All right, we're not because at that time there were three cruise ships in the port. Right. Juno's not that big. No. Um, and we kept seeing this. We're like, oh, there's a place. No, there's a line around the corner. Finally, you find this little dive. I think, again, it was an Irish pub name, wasn't it? It was. So it was an Irish pub. It's a dive bar. Again, the seats are all ripped up. The, <laughs> we walked two in guys in there. <laughs> and she's like, the, the bartender is like, what can I get you? And I said, some quiet. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> so uh, we but sat down. She ser- served us up some whiskey and actually had a great conversation with her. She's an interesting cat. Yeah. <laughs> so we were asking her, okay, you're local. Where is your favorite place to eat? Where should we go? Like, we, we don't want to do the tourist shit. To which she replied, oh, I, I don't really go out much. I'm a hunter-gatherer. Yeah, so she she only... hunts and gathers her own food. That's all she eats. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah. So she did give us some suggestions, though. She's like, "Oh, yeah, well, you might want to try this place up around the corner." She was telling us how to get away from the crowd. Basically, is what she was telling us. Right. So we started walking up to this um, Indian restaurant that she was telling us about, and you spotted Mexican food. I'm like, "Oh my god, tacos!" <laughs> I have been craving tacos since Seattle when I couldn't get them. Right. <clears throat> so we go in and we sat down and we had tacos. We ate Mexican food in Seattle, in uh, Alaska. Yep. Which is ironic 
because we actually ate Mexican food twice on this trip. And I'll tell you about the other one coming up. Right. So um, as we were walking again after we had lunch, we come up to the Indian restaurant that she told us, and it was not open until dinner time. Yeah. So we wouldn't have been, been able to eat there anyway. Right. And we stopped in and we had um, some gin. They have a distillery. Yeah, there's a distillery we kind of stumbled upon. A little off the beaten path. There weren't, there looked like mostly locals in there. Yeah. Um, and it was a gin distillery, of course, because you're surrounded by evergreens. Right. You can distill all the gin you want. So we had a couple of drinks there. Yeah, it was it, pretty good. It was actually really good gin. Um, so as we're walking back... There's jewelry shop and all the barkers are like, come into my jewelry shop, come into my jewelry shop. And I'm like, nah. Well, as we're walking by, a jewel caught my eye. Yeah, it did. It caught my <laughs> eye. And I walk, we walked in and it's sparkly and pretty. And he puts the, the, the jewelry guy put the ring on my finger and it fit like a glove. Of course it did. He told me I had Cinderella fingers. <laughs> yeah. So And then you looked at the price tag. And he which, said, Oh no, don't look. Which is hilarious because yes, it was I don't know how many hundreds of dollars, but he's his immediate Oh no, no, no. I make you special price. Yeah. <laughs> I'm and sorry, he, I don't know why I'm talking like in, because, in Mexico, but that's because what it he was. Like. He he was he That's he, just what it reminded me of too. I yeah. mean it was exactly like being in Cozumel at at those jewelry shops in the port. Yeah. Exactly the same. Right. So, um, yeah, he did make us a special price, and so I got a pretty new ring. Carmen which got a new ring. I don't usually wear jewelry, but I really like this one, so it has not left my finger. And what he doesn't understand, he was, oh, oh I'm going to get you the certificate of authenticity and all this paperwork. She doesn't care. I don't. She's not going to resell it. She doesn't give a shit. She's just going to wear it and enjoy it. Right. And then he's like, oh, and I have a necklace. It would match perfect. And I'm like, um, I won't wear it. Yeah. He was trying to get me to buy it. I'm like, I'm not going to buy a necklace for a woman that doesn't wear necklaces. Yeah. You just don't. Very, very rarely. Yeah. You got to be, but got to be a special occasion. And that one wasn't anything spectacular. So. Yeah. So um, went back to the ship and then we went. To Canada. Yeah, after Juno, our last stop on the ship was Victoria, Canada. And that was actually really nice. It was very pretty. Um, the weather warmed back up, thank God. Yeah, it was <laughs> I actually like, wore shorts. <laughs> it was like 80 degrees. It was beautiful. It was gorgeous. And we, we uh, again, that was the short one where we came in at 4 o'clock in the afternoon and had to be back on the ship by 9, so... We kind of hiked it a little bit. We went out with um, my coworker and, and his customers again, and he's like, I want to go to Fisherman's Wharf. All right, let's go. And that was kind of cool because Fisherman's Wharf is this little community where, yes, there's lots of restaurants and bars and that kind of stuff down there, but there's also a ton of little houseboats. That was cool. And they're all anchored there, and you can kind of walk in between them and walk up and down the docks and see them all. It, Ah, it was cool. I don't know if I could live like that, but it was really neat to see. It was really cool. And then we had Mexican food. We did. <laughs> so one of the other people in the group was like, I really want Mexican. I'm like, all right, I'm in. Right. <laughs> so we but had Mexican food. I had salmon tacos. You did. You had a lot of seafood on this trip. I but, did. Which, of course, you should. It's Alaska. 
Uh, but I didn't eat a whole lot of it on the ship, though. No, it was all in port stuff. Yeah. Like that one night you had halibut, I think, at the bar or at the brewery. Yeah. And that was really good. That was really so. good. So, yeah, we had Mexican, and then we walked back to the ship. Um, Victoria, from what we saw, is a beautiful city. Super clean. Very clean. Everybody looked like they took pride in their, their yards and their residence, and it was just really nice. I got attacked by a puppy. <laughs> you did. <laughs> I did. This puppy, I'm walking along, and out of nowhere, this little pup on a leash comes up, and it's like, <gasps> you are my... I was going to stop and be like can i pet yeah, you always ask of course as the dog is leaning into my feet <laughs> and like just plops down and rolls over and i kind of bent down and it's up and it's yeah. kissing me and I, i'm like oh you're so sweet i just want to peck you in my suitcase yeah yeah so we went back to the ship and that was kind of all the excursion or the ports that we visited uh-huh let's talk a little bit about ship life to kind of wrap this up because okay. it was wildly different than the Bliss Cruise. Okay, so here's the thing, guys. This cruise had zero music anywhere at any of the pools at all. Yeah, there was no it DJ. Was, it was silent. It was quiet at the pools. And we had this beautiful solarium on the ship that was an indoor pool. It was hot. You, you know, you, we went there one day, and you had a bikini on, and I had my swim trunks on, but... Nobody was there. It. I mean, there was a few people there, but there was no music. There was nothing going on. It was boring. Nothing. Boring. Nothing. And then, I don't know if it's catering to the masses, but their main form of entertainment on this ship was trivia. What the fuck? It was at every bar, Every hour of the freaking day, you could walk into any given bar and there would be a trivia contest going on. Or a Sudoku or... Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my dear Lord. <laughs> we went to... Harp and Horn was one of the other bars on the ship. We went there quite a bit because it was kind of a neat little pub type deal, you know, like an English pub. And they had a guy in there every night that played the guitar and sang and he'd take requests and stuff, but... If he didn't have requests... He played the same songs. His set list did not change. It was the same every single night. And he was there every night. Yeah. Um, the people on the ship, again, it's the difference between going to a lifestyle event and going to a vanilla event. The people were not as nice. Uh, a lot of them wouldn't say hi to you. Uh-uh. Um, I, I told you I almost lost it one morning. We were down at a coffee restaurant, and we were waiting for our coffee. You know, it's they write your name on the cup, the Starbucks thing, whatever. But we were sitting there waiting, and there was a, a woman in line waiting to order, and she was eating a fruit cup. And she dropped her fruit piece after piece on the floor and just left it there. I'm like, you know, pick it up. <laughs> People walk there. Somebody's going to slip and die. Right. And secondly, on a lifestyle cruise, people would pick that up. <laughs> yeah. People would pick it up and throw away for crying out loud. Yeah. I, there was just a lot of uh, that. Yeah. And it, I don't know. Well, there was one night that we were on um, the elevator going up to our room. And it, the elevator was already kind of full. Yeah. And this whole gaggle 
just came in probably Ooh, 15 like, there's a shitload of them. 15 people and they just shoved their way in and we're like okay watch okay. your toes yeah guess we're all going in here right <laughs> so i don't know very and, different and yeah there was one night we went to we got suckered into a giveaway at a jewelry shop uh, it's the way they get you in the door oh here's some free tickets come back at eight fifteen or whatever it was yeah Oh, my God, there were 500 people crammed into this tiny little store, and everybody's pushing and shoving, and they're just rude as fuck, and I just, I was about to lose it. I had to get out of there. I'm like, I gotta get but out of But we were place. stuck in the back, and we couldn't leave. I'm like, you're all here to win a worthless piece of shit jewelry. <laughs> right. <laughs> just drove me nuts. <laughs> and we didn't realize that they were going to do this whole big spiel for a half hour. Oh, trying to sell you shit, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was, I don't know. So it just a different thing. And, and again, that boils down to the the thing that made the Bliss Cruise the Bliss Cruise was the people. Yeah. Yes, the entertainment was good. The The party vibe was great, but it was because those people were there. Mm-hmm. The people that were on that ship, the, the lifestylers that were all 20 or 2,000 of them that were there, that's the reason that ship was so much fun. So to let you know what the nightlife was, was like there was a nightlife did i miss it <laughs> no we were in bed most nights between 9 30 and 10 o'clock yeah we were there was, there was one zero night zero going on on that ship there was one night because they had karaoke and we kind of hung out a little bit down there um that we went to bed at 11 yeah but there was zero going on so that was our that was our cruise life experience. <laughs> and honestly, when I talked, because I was on this ship with coworkers, and there was probably thirty of them, and talking to them, even their nightlife, it all revolved around the casino. They would mm-hmm. get drunk and go to the casino and lose all their money. I'm like that doesn't sound fun to me. <laughs> you guys go have fun, <laughs> right? Right. That doesn't sound like a good time. So yeah, it was it was really weird. It. I don't know. We're just, I guess we're spoiled. We're, we're used to cool ass people. We are. And we're used to, uh, you and I had this conversation. We felt on this ship, we, we actually sat down one day, I don't, fourth or fifth day into the cruise. I'm like, is it just me or A, do we, we not feel as connected as we normally are? Yeah. And B, do you feel kind of stifled? Uh-huh. It's like you can't be yourself. Right. You can't. I And I, I made an analogy, and I realize now that it was probably wrong, but I, I told you, I said, I kind of, I, 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 and I prefaced it. I said, first of all, I know this is nowhere near what they went through, but I kind of know now, understand what somebody in the gay or lesbian lifestyle who was in the closet goes through uh-huh. because you have to, Take that part of yourself and push it down. Right. And not be that person in public. Uh-huh. So it, it, it was, was interesting. Weird. <laughs> it, it really was. And we had an amazing time. We, we spent tons of time together and loved every minute of spending all that time together. But. But the connection was different. Let me tell you this, too. I think the sex gods were even against us on this vanilla trip. And here's the why I say that. I bought you a brand new spanking toy for this trip. Uh-huh. It's the little rose thing with the tongue that wags, and it looks like a lot of fun. 
So we charged it up, we packed it in the suitcase, and we got it out to play one night, and it was dead. (laughs) And, of course, we didn't bring the charger. (laughs) Right. It was dead. So you have not even used that toy Uh -uh. yet. Nope. I'm kind of interested to see. It's got the little tongue, the little up and down tongue. Eh, We'll see how it is on Sunday. (laughs) We're going to have to uh, give a little play-by-play on that one. Right? Yeah, Yeah, that one will be fun. But, yeah, it was... And you're right, though. We were not... For whatever reason, it just felt off. Right. Well, and part of the difference, too, was I felt more self-conscious on this trip. And I even told you this. Yeah. I felt more self-conscious on this trip than I ever have at any lifestyle event, no matter what my size was, I felt more self-conscious. And the reason is when we were on the Bliss Cruise... Mm-hmm. You go to dinner, you're dressed. Oh, yeah. You are dressed to the nines. You're looking fine. You're feeling good. I walked down to dinner the first night, and I'm like, what the fresh hell? Yeah, I could have wore sweatpants and a T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, people would go to main dining in yoga pants, sweatshirts, T-shirts, and I'm like, I feel so out of place. And I didn't pack any middle no, of the road you, stuff. No, you and I both. I wore dress pants to dinner every night and a nice shirt. And we were out of place. Very much I mean, so. our table, for the most part, well, no, they didn't. No, they didn't. <laughs> I was going to say, they were, no. It was, yeah. I felt very out of place. It was a completely different atmosphere and vibe. And I don't know. I didn't like it. I didn't either. Didn't care for it. Nope. And I know we're going to do more cruises in the future because for whatever reason, my company loves cruises. And I know we're probably going to do some more lifestyle cruises too. But outside of that, I would never personally book a cruise after these this experience. No. I no not uh, and a I know lifestyle that, one. No. I'm sorry. I, I know that's probably not a popular view. I know people have probably been on cruises and they absolutely love them. And that's just not us. Mm-mm. That's not the way we want a vacation. That's not the way we want to spend our time when we're together on vacation. I want to put my toes in the sand. Yeah. So I don't even care if I'm doing nothing. I, we did have a little um, reminder of good times. Yeah. We met a girl at the bar one night, one afternoon, actually. And she was a lot of fun. We, we talked to her a lot. She was actually vacationing with her mom. But she ended up being from the same city in Florida that our friends from Florida who we met on the Bliss Cruise, are from. Right. So we got talking about that city and reminded me of better times. <laughs> it was yeah. nice to, to think of them, of course, on this cruise because we met them on the last cruise. So yeah. <laughs> it was kind of funny. So Mr. and Mrs. Florida, we do not know her name. <laughs> no, I don't, unfortunately. <gasps> nope. Mm-hmm. But she was she was fun. And we did meet some decent people. I mean, we had some good conversations with some people. We met one guy that ended up being a fantastic singer. Uh-huh. Um, and we met him at the pool. Didn't know he could sing until we ran into him at the karaoke bar. See, we run into those people again, but we never run into the, the single Sandra Bullock female again. It, w- it was just not <laughs> meant to be. I guess. I mean, your coworkers would probably see bringing a girl back to our room. and um, She needed medical attention. I was just helping. I'm a doctor. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, but we uh, again, we did meet some awesome people, but just not the same. Right. 
All right. That's it. That's going to wrap it up, guys. I appreciate you listening. If you would uh, like to reach out to us, we would love to hear from you. It's MidwestThreesome at gmail.com or find us on Facebook under Midwest Menage a Trois. We are on there all the time, so shoot us a message. Actually, we've got some messages that I'm going to talk about in the next show. Okay. It's a beaver thing. Uh, I'll Uh, get into it. (laughs) Well, we should go and see if the puppy has eaten our couch. Yeah, we might not have a couch left. That is going to wrap it up for this edition of Midwest Menage a Trois. Thank you so much for listening. We will be back next week with an all-new show. Bye-bye.